Hi everybody, I'm Deacon Dave and welcome to day 156 of Silence in a Year. As always, I'm along with Alicia Soto, layperson Lisa, wearing her St. Clair of Assisi shirt and modeling it as always for us. You can also oh, see yeah. that on the website if you would like. For a fundraiser. For a fundraiser. So, uh, Lisa, what do you have for us? Uh, today's episode is called Glory of Silence and the word is united. And Father Cardinal Sarah talks about how St. Ignatius of Loyola in his spiritual exercises says that the more a soul is in solitude and seclusion, the more it is open to be united with God. And I think that a lot of times we kind of shy away from doing things by ourselves, but when we're in a sense of, or a state of solitude, we're really, it's really a oneness um, with God. Mm -hmm. And there's many ways to find that solitude. And I think like, uh, sometimes when people are lonely, mm -hmm. they're concentrating on that feeling of loneliness. And it's, it's very, it could be a very painful time and they, uh, some theologians said that Jesus's loneliness on the cross was more painful than any sort of physical pain that he endured. So when we invite Jesus into our loneliness, then we, and it, it, it's a journey, it takes time, but when we continuously open our hearts and invite him into that loneliness, then we get that oneness with God, that sense of solitude that um, kind of um, exemplifies uh, the glory of silence. Yeah, and I think it can also be helpful if you're dealing with uh, loneliness, Lisa, to maybe um, uh, talk to a spiritual di mm -hmm. director um, who mm -hmm. can kind of help guide you um, through that process of, of realizing God is there. Because so often, you're right, people, even people who are not lonely, per se, don't necessarily understand the presence and the relationship that they have or can have with Jesus. So there's a disconnect there in either one of those cases that someone can maybe walk you through. I think the other aspect of that is, you know, Mother Teresa went through uh, a, a long desert period, mm -hmm. but she was still able to encounter Christ in the people that she met. So um, our loneliness is often increased when we're by ourselves, like you suggested, um, but Go ahead. But you can also be very lonely in a group. Exactly, exactly. But I think in either case, it's it's inviting Jesus in and or finding where Jesus is in that situation, really making a, an intentful and conscious effort to do that. Alicia, what is on your expert mind? <laughs> Not on, nothing on my expert mind. But anyway, um, no, I was just thinking that I wish that um, this book had been introduced to me when my children were going away to college because I think I've mentioned in a um, previous episode that that was very lonely for me. I was the active duty mom, so I was the one that was always go. I would pack up and I would go, the kids stayed behind. Um, but when they went away to college, it was me staying behind. Mm. And there was nothing, so I was looking for things to fill that time. And yes, I knew God, but I didn't feel him in my life for whatever reason, maybe because I just wasn't in tune with that. I don't know what it was, but I wish I would have sat had this book then because it really answered a lot of those questions. You know, people used to tell me, oh, you're, because I'd be like, well, I'm alone. They're like, no, you're never alone. 
it's easy to say that to somebody who feels very lonely in a room full a crowded room full of people it's easy to say that because it's you feel it and you know it but that person doesn't and you're right Lisa it takes a lot of time and effort and talking to people to understand that you're never alone I feel that now and I know that but back then I didn't and being lonely can be very painful. yeah I think you're both bringing up a good point and so I just want to kind of re-emphasize this you don't have to do this okay so if you are like feeling alone if you are a, an empty nester and you're struggling with that okay it is and, and Lisa and I've been talking about this a lot lately because I told her this for years it's like literally telling Jesus you know we're just not I'm not gonna do this Jesus we're not gonna do this I'm gonna invite you into this and I'm gonna let you walk with me carry me whatever it is I need but I'm going to know in a real and substantive way that you are present to me and I wish I could give the five-step program could you give a five-step program for that Lisa well, I think it a lot of it has to do with openness. Yeah. So I think for myself, like I um, had a lot of walls around me or maybe a very strong, thick, high wall. And when I made my Christio, like the wall started to crumble and maybe um, the foundation was not as strong, but I think it took me a long time to allow that wall to come fully down so that Jesus could fully enter in. So I think, you know, we kind of talk about, um, well, what part of what parts of your life is, are you not allowing Jesus in? And I can't exactly pinpoint it right now, but I do feel like there were, oh, well, I guess, uh, so like, w like wounded areas, like, okay, I'm not gonna, I'm like, when things start uh, triggering, then that's when I would kind of push him away because that's like my my defense and I think um you know Lisa you had mentioned like that you couldn't feel God and like I've felt that as well and you know we're we're kind of um learning right now that a, a lot of times it's because we're building a wall and we have to invite Jesus to tear down that wall yeah. and because he's on the other side of the wall uh, yeah he he's right. there right. and I mean sometimes um, like I was talking to somebody the other day and they're like, oh yeah, I, 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 I see a, a, a big wall and I see Jesus way in the distance and I just want him to come closer. And, you know, sometimes we can't even see him because our wall is just too high. But um, if that's something that you're kind of struggling with, then just invite Jesus to tear down that wall um, and even ask him to identify like, Jesus, what's causing this wall? What, what is this wall made out of? And you know, sometimes it's like fear, sometimes it's um, um, anger, sometimes it's uh, loneliness, sometimes it's uh, addictions. So we just have to ask Jesus to help us tear, or, or basically tear down the wall uh, and be open to doing that. But I would also say that um, me learning that I was not alone in that situation and um, meeting people that were in that same boat mm -hmm. and to help share like oh I that this has helped me and that's got me into um, helping um, create the women's group at our church and bringing the women together for that um, sharing those experiences with women who were empty nesters who were looking for okay where, where do I go from here it's not filling your time with things to do 
but knowing that you're not alone and knowing that if I'm struggling, I can have that number on speed dial to somebody who has been there or is there and walk with you together. Because as Deacon said, you're not alone and you shouldn't have to do it on your own. We all experience this loneliness, this feeling of emptiness at one point in our life. Yeah. Whatever the situation is, whether it's empty nesters or just living, whatever the case is, everybody does. There's nothing wrong with you. Right. It's just part of our... Go ahead, Lisa. I think that's why it's so important to share our brokenness with other people, to, sh to be vulnerable with other people because they may feel like they're the only one going through that situation and if you keep it inside and you don't share it then others won't know and uh jesus won't be able won't have that a lot you are you're not allowing um jesus to use you as an instrument and um the other thing i just wanted to say was um so one of the things that we talked about at the ultrea last night was um you know if you see that person that's kind of just like hanging out by themselves and kind of really quiet like at mass or um just start, you know, uh, around, uh, maybe in your community, maybe like a neighbor, um, like maybe ask Jesus if he, if, if he wants you to like strike up a friendship with them because maybe they're in, uh, they're lonely and they just don't know where to go. And maybe Jesus wants to use you to, um, help them, uh, come out of that. Maybe you're the Jesus that breaks down the wall. That's right. Exactly. That's right. So I was going to say one more thing, the purpose, um, Often we have a purpose in our marriage um, and our children that we've been raising. And when we lose a spouse or our children move away or in any of a variety of other circumstances, we feel like we've lost the meaning of life, our purpose, because we had invested so much into those relationships. And I think that is why it's so important that as we go through life, that the most important relationship we have is with Jesus, because he will never leave us, right? Um, and the beauty about it is, is he will reassure us um, in terms of our relationships with those people that we have lost. But if ultimately if Jesus is our purpose, and we all struggle with this, right? We all want purpose and different things, but it's just to keep Jesus as our number one purpose, right? So that we always have him no matter what happens in life. Mm -hmm. Take away question. Where, I, um, so uh, ask Jesus what walls he wants to tear down in your life. So you put the in your life at the end. That's pretty, oh, I did. Oh, I can't get away from it. Well, let's pray in the name okay. of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, help us to always find our purpose in you. And where we have lost our purpose, Lord, help us to tear down those walls that exist between us and your Son. And I ask that you bless everyone in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Thank you. See you next time. Bye.